Good afternoon. Welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is The Professionals and I'm joined by George, Stu and Mitch. Good afternoon, lads. Hello, Good everybody. Afternoon. Good to see you. We'll keep an eye on the uh, the game that's ongoing in the Premier League at the minute. Uh, 70 minutes played, Leeds nil, Manchester United nil. Stays like that. I think we'll all be happy. Um, uh, even better if Leeds score, though. Uh, but uh, as always, we uh, hand over to you in the chat. If you've got any points you want to discuss, you can for the next hour. And make a suggestion in the chat. Tom Dixon says, we all want to win, but a point is a point. Just remember what we were like under the previous regime. We are better, stronger, and still a work in progress. And John says, great point, Tom, but if fourth place is there for the taking, then let's take it. Like we rely too much on Bruno. When he got that red card, I thought it might prove significant. Unfortunately, it was. And Michael uh, says, good afternoon, everyone. Another point away from home. You think we'd lost 5-0 by some of the reactions on social media. The wins will come. That's 17 games unbeaten. What a run. So uh, a selection of uh, comments there, George. And we did match day live yesterday together. Yeah. The dust has settled on a 1-1 draw at Bournemouth. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm still very um, much the same mind as I was yesterday. It was a below-part performance where we came away with a, a point from a very difficult uh, you know, opponent. And yeah, it keeps the run going. But um, I did put out a, a short video this afternoon. Um, which which I'm going to discuss next. Which, you know, I, you know, I personally feel you know we should concentrate on winning this cup in two weeks' time. And I know Eddie tends to think about one game at a time, but I think next week he really needs to consider uh, the team that he puts out very carefully. But uh, go just go back to yesterday, George. What, what you've heard those points made by the people in the chat. What what's your views? Have you changed overnight? Or are you still the same? No, no. I, I, in fact. Uh... Having sort of with one eye as best I could seen uh, some of the match now as well as listening to it. I'm still of the view yesterday. We had enough of everything bar goals to win that match five times over. I mean, you give the, give the stats, uh, Steve. We had twice as many passes as they did. Twice as much as everything that they did. And yet we still couldn't get the killer goal. And uh, the only thing that... Uh, yeah, the, the same bits of it brought to me from yesterday was that um, if Isaac hasn't got the composure to stick those two balls in the net that he chances that he had at a place like Bournemouth, is he going to do it at Wembley? I don't think he is. Um, I'd like to think he would, but I don't think he is. And that's where my concern is. And the point was a point, as, as most people, a lot of people are saying, but it, it, no doubt it should have been three. But uh, um, at the end of the day, we're not we're not losing, and that's what's important. And I can't see we're losing at the moment, actually, because the, the bit of the team that works is still working well, and that's the back five plus a couple in midfield. Um, we can't be... I take the point about Bruno, but we can't be a one-man team. If that's where we are now, then something seriously needs to be done. I think... Um, there's no reason why the midfielders we've got now couldn't sort themselves out in a slightly different formation and overcome the problems that we've got um, minus Bruno. Some of the through balls, the balls played yesterday were, were, were great. There was some good stuff, just we didn't convert them. And the more I see of Gordon, the more I'm delighted that we've got him because he is a breath of fresh air. As soon as he comes on the pitch, he puts energy into the game. Uh, and 
we should use that energy as as a is to make up for some of the things that we we'll lose from uh, uh, from Bruno. So I'm I'm not depressed. I'm still quite optimistic. The other points people made yesterday in the chat when we're doing the, the, the live show was that do you think the players are thinking too much about the cup and the, so the league forms are suffering? Uh, I'd like to think that that wasn't true, but nature being nature. It, it, it happened to the teams in the 50s, the great teams that we all uh, romance about in the 50s. There were lots of uh, uh, examples of where um, people were saying that the, they'd given up on league matches because of the cup. Uh, and, and, and that included all the big names, you know, were being accused of that. They give it, given uh, league wins to, to clubs that should have been battering in the league. And the analyze the numbers uh, as, as you and I have done Steve with the with the early days of uh, the past things that we did um they could they could have had a double out of one of those cup runs they could have had at least one double if they'd put the energy into the league game so I'd like to think they weren't thinking like that but um nature human nature being what it is it's it's bound to be at the back of their minds and uh uh, it does give Eddie a headache for next Saturday, though, mind, because he's he's got a league game against um, tough opponents again. And they're not going to lie down for us. In fact, if anything, the fact that they're coming to St James's Park will book them up something something rotten. They, they'll be really having a go at us. So that's given Eddie something to think about in, in his selection. Uh, does he risk uh, 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 Big Joe because of his, on his, his 10th red card? Does he does he do this? Does he do that? I, I think he's just got to pick a team to win. Is it a time to gamble with one of the younger ones? Though the young lad he had on the bench yesterday, I I never seen him play, but I do know somebody that lives closely who's seen quite a lot of him. And he's talking about him pulling up trees in training. In fact, I saw on the uh, chat in uh, um uh, that goes on the strap before with the new strap that goes on before before we click into this. Somebody uh, at Newcastle's talking about the next Peter Beardsley. Well, if he's that good, give him a go. Anyway, that I, I'm not disappointed. I'm 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 still quite optimistic. Okay, Stu, on to you, mate. How did you see it? A little bit different, uh, um, you know, for, from our perspective, in that we were playing a team towards the bottom of the league, and of course, we know that that has its own. Um, you know, own problems. We were we were that team last season, and uh, teams at the bottom put runs together. And Bournemouth, uh, new manager, new owners, uh, certainly made a fight of it and played well. That was that was what I put out on Twitter last night. I thought Bournemouth, you know, were, were well worthy of the point, and probably on another day against maybe another team, probably would have got a win. Well, I'll give you an idea of how I feel when I say good afternoon from the Champions League places. <laughs> so. My glass is still half full. We're still in fourth. Uh, yeah. There were some results that went our way. Spurs, Brighton, Brentford, none of them won. Uh, so none of them gained ground on us. Uh, so we've got to look at that as a positive. Uh, and we played badly and still didn't lose. So that's got to be a positive as well. Um, but you have to take into consideration something that we've all known, I would say, since the turn of the year, is the ship is, the ship is creaking. And we just need it to get to shore uh, safely and successfully. And hopefully that will be uh, in two weeks' time. Because this time in two weeks' time, we could all be delirious in the fact that we won our first domestic trophy in oh, how, long, how many years? 60, 70 plus years, whatever it is. 
since 1955 anyway, our first domestic trophy. I'm trying to do the maths as I'm speaking. Uh, 45, 65, 68 years, there we go. So, also West Ham last week, Bournemouth this week, they all seem to be raising the game and, and that's the status that we're at now. You know, we're, we're seen as a scalp rather than us just poor Newcastle coming down. And, and yesterday, none of our players had a good game. And I think the the two words I like to use, I think what's getting into them is, is mental fatigue more than anything else. They're still doing the, the yards, but and, and the pressing wasn't there as it has been for most of this most of the season. So I, I don't think they're, they're physically tired. You know, the, the <laughs> professional athletes, they get trained well, they get rested well. I, I think a lot of it is in, irrespective of what anyone likes to believe. It's in their back of the mind that they've got a cup final in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, and But it's a strange season. There's been a few strange results since the turn of this year. Uh, and we're still hanging in there. Yes, it would be nice to turn some of these draws into wins, but I'm sure uh, Dr. Neil said many times last year we were talking about turning losses into draws. So it's another step. It's another point. And the one thing I, I disagree with when people say we don't have a, a squad for the Champions League, irrespective of we finish first, second, third, fourth, fifth or sixth or seventh, we're still going to be in Europe. We'll still be playing twice a week. So we're still going to have to add to the squad. It's just a case of what level of uh, talent we can attract with the position that we're in. Because for sure we'll spend money in the summer. Uh, and we've known since the takeover that the whole the whole the playing staff needed a huge haul over, didn't it? And they can only do it in phases. And we've only had three opportunities to, to get rid and bring in. And each one that's come in has improved what we've got. Uh, so it's patience is key as far as I'm concerned. And I, I just think we're doing well. And it was really nice to see proper fans saluting Eddie Howe yesterday, the Bournemouth fans. Yeah, that, yeah. That was a fantastic Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that's what football is about. That's something that Todd Bowley should be looking at. This is our game and, and this is what we're, we're talking about. So, yes, it was disappointing. And we get to a stage where you have to say... You know, yes, we're all grateful for where we are, but you, you can't keep holding that against you. We should be progressing and we are capable of beating teams. I think that's where the frustration comes. We are capable of beating uh, these lesser teams. But it is what it is and we're still sitting fourth. A big game next week and an even bigger one the week after. And then we'll tan Man City the week after that. Three, next three games all wins. How about that? Um, the reason I've been looking a bit pensive uh, was nothing to do with Stu's delivery. It was the fact that Rashford scored. There was a VAR decision. Um, it was very, very tentative. It was his hand. It would have been pretty harsh on him because it was a brilliant header. Um, and VAR has ruled that the goal was on site. So Manchester United have taken the lead. 80th minute. Rashford, that man again, is in uh, scintillating form for Manchester United. And... Uh, yeah, it's got the feel of 1-0 Cantona uh, at the moment every time Rashford pulls on that red shirt. So uh, let's see uh, if Leeds can get back into it. It's unfortunate for the Yorkshire outfit, but uh, they've been worthy of a draw today from what I've seen. Um, but yeah, we'll keep an eye on that for the last 10 minutes. Mitch, over to you. Uh, just just on summing up with yesterday's game, mate. Frustrating. And I think, think that's that's the, the, the general feeling. Certainly out here, watching with everybody, was at times I think we made Bournemouth look better than they were. Um, and I think as a fan base, I think this is the double-edged sword of the Stockholm Syndrome that we've had from the Ashley era. It, it, you can actually now be grateful for where we are 
And I think we've done it long enough this season where you can also be critical of performances and say we could have, should, could and should have done better. And it's finding the right balance. Everybody seems to be flip-flopping. It's not about a glass half full or half empty. It's about a full glass or an empty glass. And I think it's the double-edged sword of, of getting used to um, being thankful for where we're at, but also feeling able to criticise performances where it's due. It's not mutually exclusive. You can't actually say we could have done better. Um, the thing that stood out again for me yesterday is right now our set pieces, we are not causing enough havoc no, in, in with other teams with what we've got in that box. There's, there's something changed with the type of delivery we're putting in and we need to be doing better, I think. For the, that's one thing. Isaac is, um, I think he's one of these mercurial players that'll frustrate some days. Because remember, that's the same player that finished coolly twice at Liverpool and had one outrageously disallowed. Um, again, he doesn't just become an immediately, you know, couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo overnight. He, 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 he's also back from injury. But I think it's also right to say, and is for everybody who wanted wood out of the door, are we now looking a little late with Wilson and Isaac and no other option? At number nine, um, I think it's it, it. I get that some of the decisions we're making make sense from a financial point of view. Was that a gamble to sort of say, okay, we can go a bit late on the squad here? Um, and I think we're we're also now seeing just how much Bruno contributes to that midfield, and getting somebody in alongside him of a similar quality, I think, is the next. The next, the first, next thing we must do to look to progress to the next level. Yeah, I put a, a message out on the shorts. Two 0 Manchester United. That's the game wrapped up. Eighty four uh, minutes uh, played, and uh, another good finish. Leeds uh, certainly just collapsed like a pack of cards there, and didn't quite see who scored it, but uh, good goal regardless. Two 0 and uh, the one team capitalising on other team slips at the minute is uh, the men in red from Old Trafford. So. Uh, yeah, 2 0, and uh, we go again next week. George, the, the, the video I put out this afternoon was, was simply to say that I believe now is the time to perhaps, you know, realize that an unbeaten run is great. It's very nice. 17 games unbeaten now. Um, of course, you know, the last time we were defeated in the Premier League was against Liverpool, who's the opponents next week. But with the injuries, and of course, we're not sure of the, the, you know, the seriousness of all of the injuries, of any of the injuries at the moment, with regards to Almiron and ASM, and of course Willock. Um, I'm sure we'll hear within the next couple of days how how serious they are. But is it time to rest players, George? For me, I think it is. The squad is definitely is definitely, as we know, lacking certainly in midfielders, but. Is it a chance against Liverpool next week to give one or two players a rest? I, I, I personally think Trippier needs a rest before the cup final. Um, you know, he's he's he, he is an older player. The last three goals we've conceded, you know, he has been to blame. Um, you know, for for those goals, I think a lot of it's down to switching off mentally, but also a little bit of tiredness. I also think there's one or two others who could rest. You know, you you, you know, you could rest a long staff or a Joe Linton, and you could play Elliot Anderson. We're not get, he's not getting enough game time on the pitch. Maybe next week, rest Nick Pope and play Debravka. I, I, you know, for me, 
you can't put an unbeaten run in a trophy cabinet, George. That was the point I was trying to make this afternoon. Yeah, I, I read that, so, Steve. I genuinely uh, feel, I genuinely feel that a trophy has to be the be all and end all. Europe will come, and I'm sure it will come this season. Whether that will be Champions League will depend on, you know, our luck with injuries and suspensions. But what, what do you think about that, George? Do you, do you think it's do you think it's a good idea? Or I mean, I'm not asking whether you think Eddie Howe will do it. Do, do you think that's a good idea? The, the, I think in my opening, I did say about uh, Howe's got a difficult choice for who, who plays next week. And I think that's part of where I was getting at, that um, it's all right uh, sticking kids on the bench, but he's, he's sooner or later he's going to have to put, a, put his mouth, mouth where his money is. And that's, uh, that's one of the things he could consider, is giving Anderson a run, as you say, from the start um, and mixing things up a little bit. And uh, if he's, if he's going to uh, risk... A big draw on, on against Liverpool, then he's he's risking more than that, isn't he? He's, he's risking them not being available for the cup final. Uh, so it, it's uh, he's got a lot of uh, choices to make. Um, whether he'll he'll make them, I'm not so sure. I don't. Me personally, I, I think uh, I'd be worried if Trippier wasn't there because he contributes so much on the field. Um, otherwise, other than just uh, uh, being being my right back. Um, but there's, there's no denying that uh, uh, the last three goals, he's, he's, he's been uh, negligent, to say the least, uh, at that back post when, when he should have been doing things and he wasn't. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 yes, I can see the, 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 the logic in, in resting players and giving, giving one or two of them a, a, a break. But I would hate that to be at the expense of a thrashing by Liverpool at St James's Park. Because the... The demoralising factor that would put through the club and through the fan base would be hard to take, I tell you. Um, so he's, he's he's got a very very difficult choice to make next week as to who he puts on that field. Um, and as, as I say, with uh, with one or two people uh, breathing down their necks to to have a go uh, at first team, then uh, maybe he should have a go with uh, with one or two different names. But uh, hard decision for Eddie Howe to make, though. Because as I say, a, a thumping off Liverpool at St James's Park would send shivers down the spine of everybody connected with the club at the moment. I mean, Stu, this this you know conversation might be academic because next week we may have a couple of injuries. You know, might not be long term, but maybe enough to keep players out next week with the fight with the final in mind. So maybe how we'll have to make those decisions anyway. Certainly with Willock, it looked serious yesterday. Mm. The word seems to be coming out of the club that it's not as serious as first thought. However. I doubt he would be available next week. Um, with ASM, it, it looks as if it was just a precaution. You know, he was making a bit of a meal of it, it has to be said, when he went off the pitch, but it didn't look as serious as first thought. And with Miggy, you know, it was wrist or, or you know, hand, whatever it was. You know, players play with casts on these days. It's, it's you know, it, it, or, or whatever. It, it's usually par for the course. But he, he certainly didn't look as if it was going to be keeping them out long term. But, you know, other players, I mean, Dan Byrne, you know, the back four in general, you know, I don't really want to just pick out Trippier. Trippier. Trippier was at fault by coming off the post, but let's face it, you know, Dan Byrne didn't pick his man up and neither did Isaac. So it was a, it was a, a, a succession of, of mistakes which led to that goal. But then Dan Byrne, you know, looked, looked shattered yesterday. They were targeting that side uh, every every time. What, what, what's your thoughts? Three Is, is it 3-0 to Manchester United? They just, just had the ball in the back of the net, but no, it's still 2-0. Go on there, Stu. What's your thoughts on it? 
Well, it's, I'm first of all surprised that you were surprised that Man United had a VR decision going for them, <laughs> and it wasn't ruled against them. That was the biggest shock yeah. today. But uh, you, you're probably right. It would be practical to to mix the shape the team up a bit and change them around. Uh, as you, the three you mentioned, Willock, yeah, Sam and Mickey, all coming off injured for well for different reasons or different injuries, I suppose. However, football is an emotional game. It's a passionate game. And when you get the, after tomorrow night's game, Liverpool versus Everton, when you'll have Klopp complaining that we've had two extra days rest than them, every single one of us will be like, get it, get the full strength team and get them battered. So we could utilise those two days and rest the players. You know, it's... Uh, that's that to me. They need to rest, reset, and then start winning again. You know, the they know what needs to be done, and and I'm sure all of us could pick the cup final team now. And it'll be the if everyone's fit, it'll be the team that beat Leicester. It's his tried and tested formation. So if people are needing rest, and you can point at Burn, you can point at Trippier, you can point at many people, but none of them had a good game yesterday. Uh, collectively, they were, they were bad. And there's something I said on Twitter, uh, I think it was last night, was we're not good enough to have too many people having bad games uh, and still getting three points. It's, it's We can't do that yet. We're not that team yet. But for the first time in 30 years, I would say since since Keegan first come, this includes the, the Robson era as well, we look forward to every single game. And it's yeah. win, win, lose, a draw. But there hasn't been any, any of the losing yet. You know, so we're, everyone's glued to the press conferences. We're going the right way. And if you rest players, it'll be because they need resting. But I, I can imagine each player will be thinking, I don't want to be rested. I want to play because if someone comes in my place and they have a, like, yeah. a stormer, then am I going to miss out on this, on this cup final? So... Yes, I can understand the practicality behind resting some, but if they needed it, if someone's not 100%, then do rest them. That extra week's going to give them um, the the impetus and momentum that's needed to get them back into the full fitness. And we'll also have uh, Bruno back, because irrespective of what anyone suggests, Bruno will start. Uh, he's, he's the fulcrum of our team. He's the one that makes us tick. He's the one that makes players around them better. Uh, and this is his stage, and I just wish it was two weeks later when we were there. You know that that's that's the that's the bit we've got to go up. But versus Liverpool, I think Newcastle Liverpool. There's a history. We've got some revenge to get from the first game this season. If you, if you recall, the only team to have recorded a victory against us in the league this year. We need. To, there's a few wrongs that need to be righted there, and they're not in the best of forms. And, and I think going there full strength, risking one injury and beating them comprehensively will give us more momentum going to the cup final than resting players and scraping a draw or even, dare I say, losing to Liverpool again. Imagine the only team to do the double of us, double over us and that's them. You know, so I don't think anyhow in his, the way he is would feel the weakened team in the Premier League, especially against the only team that's beat us. That's just my thoughts anyway. Two uh, VAR decisions. Uh, Rashford's second goal was choked off um, and then he was substituted, uh, resting him clearly, keeping keeping him wrapped in cotton wool. And then Weghorst has uh, just uh, had a goal disallowed as well. Still 2-0, about 10 seconds left in that game. Manchester United taking all three points at Elland Road. So, yeah, 
over to you now, um, Mitch, and just just your thoughts on on resting players. Interesting points from Steve Middlemas. He goes, when you're winning, you don't need a rest. And other people yeah. in the chat saying, well, we haven't we haven't got midweek games, so we don't need a rest. But what players are tired? That's the mental fatigue I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think we are showing a little bit of tiredness. But again, isn't it a sign of a good team when you you play badly and don't get beat? And and like we've been saying for the last five or six weeks, we're probably in our lull in the season. Everybody expected our form to dip. And I think that's where we're at at the moment. Um, and I think the, the gloves are off once the cup final rolls around because it's a cup final. And if you can't get up for a cup final, what are you doing playing professional football for? Yeah. Um, so I think it, I, I, I don't think it's in Howe's nature to rest people. I think Howe's nature seems to be he wants to play as strong a side as he can put out every time. And that's why we've got the consistency we've got. And you see what happens when he has made wholesale changes. What happened against Fulham when we were trotting away with it? He started making changes at the back and suddenly they got themselves back into the game. Yes, they were too far behind to really seriously be back in the game. But that's what happens when you tinker a little bit. And I, I, I don't see it as how's nature to do that. I do think he's got an interesting option in terms of Gordon being cup-tied. I think it's nailed on Gordon will play against Liverpool. Instead of Willock, yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's nailed on. Um, and then we'll have to see what comes back from the assessments on these injuries. Like you rightly you, right you said, players can play with a cast, so I'm sure Miggy would be all right for the final at least. Yeah, you know, unless it's a wildly unstable fracture, which it didn't look like. Um, Willick's injury looked more like an impact injury rather than a pull or a strain um, when he was brought down just off the touchline, you know. So, again, you see how that comes out in the wash. I don't think that's a big long-term one. The, Wilson's total absence I found interesting. Um, but... Hopefully that really is just a good precautionary move uh, because I think that will be terrible for Wilson if he was to miss out on the final, not just for the club. Um, has he been carrying play. that? Has he been carrying that, Mitch? Because he hasn't well, been he hasn't been the Wilson that we all know and love. I, it looks as if I he's been carrying this. Suggested to me by someone who usually gets a lot of these things spot on that he'd come back from the World Cup with COVID and he was struggling with long COVID. Now, I don't know if that's part of the the, 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 the problem, but he certainly hasn't looked right to me since he came back from the World Cup, if that makes sense. No, I'm laughing at the comment, Mitch. Oh, no, I know, I... mate. I just... <laughs> he does look like the mummy sometimes, doesn't he? Um, yeah. So, whether it's to do with that, don't know. Um... I know there's a suggestion it's it's potentially another muscular thing because he really does have, you know, ligaments of licorice and muscles of marshmallows sometimes and that seems to be his problem. Um, and that when he when he does get injuries, they tend to be niggly, long-term, difficult to recover from ones. Um, but he's certainly not looked great since he come back from the World Cup. No, definitely not. Okay, plenty more to talk about. We've got some interesting uh, suggestions in the chat, uh, which I'll come back to after the ads. Thanks, as always, to our sponsors, Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website, skipsandbins.com. 
easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, handmade in Cumbria. Uh, you can find them at mrvickies.co.uk, email info at mrvickies.co.uk or telephone 01768 Thanks to Blowhole Brewery. You can find them at blowholebrewery.co.uk. Beers brewed on the river time. And thanks to United Group Travel Limited. UK Coach Holidays, based in Morpeth, telephone 01670 362 460 and mobile 07957 141 654. Graham, your driver, Beverly answering your calls, looking after you on your tour. Thanks also to Three Property, who specialise in sourcing investment properties for their clients who are looking to invest in the northeast. They offer a full in-house service from sourcing the deals to managing the properties for you. They've done over 100 plus deals in the past 12 months for clients all over the UK. Give the guys a follow on Instagram, matty.patter underscore northeast property and phil.read underscore northeast property or email phil at threeproperty.co.uk if you're interested in getting a good property deal. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the videos and the technology side of things. If you want to subscribe to the channel, hit the subscribe button underneath the video today. Hit the thumb up to like the channel and click share to share to your social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and the rest. If you want to become a member, you pay a £25 one-off fee, and uh, you can go to the website, nufcmatters.com, and find membership pack, or put your smartphone over the QR code, and it will take you straight there. If you subscribe, we do give you a free car sticker. All you need to do is email john at nufcmatters.com, and he'll post you one out. We also support the food bank on this channel, nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk you'll find the match day bucket where you can make a virtual donation we've also got some events coming up over the next couple of months first off we've got an evening with steve howie at uh, the tyneside irish center friday the 24th of february tickets are available from our website nufcmatters.com and they are priced 15 pound not 50 as you can see on the poster an evening with nobby solano is also at the Tyneside Irish Centre, Saturday the 25th of March. Tickets are £15. Book now at nufcmatters.com. And an evening with Frank Clark and John Gibson, Thursday the 20th of April, again at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are £15. And you book now at nufcmatters.com. Supermac and John Gibson will also be at Felling Critic Club on the 16th of February. To buy tickets for that, contact the uh, venue direct. We've got a whole host of T-shirts available from our website, nufcmatters.com. Uh, gives you plenty of ideas for presents, for birthdays, anniversaries, you name it. Get your Anthony Gordon T-shirts and your Wembley T-shirts today. Stephen Kennedy asks us, George, do you think we missed a trick by uh, not buying an out-and-out goal scorer last summer or in January, as I don't see Isaac as double figures a season striker? He seems to prefer pulling out on the flanks. He's a class footballer, but I worry about our lack of firepower, which could turn a possibly great season into an average one. So Alexander Rizak, you know, he, he's back from injury now. 
he isn't really an out and out striker, George, is he? So wh- wh- not 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 in the sense of uh, the old fashioned centre forwards we're used to. That, 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 that's absolutely right. However, um, you made the point earlier on, Steve, that the the bloke that played against Liverpool in the first game he had uh, took took Liverpool to the cleanest. You know, he, he he scored two two goals, one of which was uh, disgracefully choked off. And they were superb. They, they, they weren't uh, lucky or inventions. They actually were superb goals. And, and the other goals he scored. And the game against Southampton, when he he, he killed their defenders with one run, that showed uh, a lot of, of what Isaac seems to be about. I don't know why it was missing yesterday, but that that Isaac would have, would have won us the game. Um, and, uh, you know, so uh, whether we missed a trick... I, the problem is, is as always, is uh, were the right people available, and 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 I think we've got to trust in uh, the system we've got that that seems to have served well so far. That if they didn't think the right man was uh, was available, then they didn't buy rubbish to get rid of later on. And at the time, of course, we we still had Chris Wood here, and so there would, something would have been had to do, done with with Chris. So um, no, I'm, I'm not sure about missing tricks, but. I think being patient is is the watchword for me, and that is that they didn't think the right person was available, so they didn't they didn't go and get an alternative that wasn't as good. Um, but as for Isaac, I I was critical of him yesterday, but I've seen <coughs> enough, of him, enough of him to know that he's uh, when he's on his game, he can frighten a lot of people uh, with just pace and, and all the rest of it. So no, I, I don't think they missed a trick. I think they, they they just played patiently, make sure the resources that we've got. Bear in mind that Eddie Howe reminds me every time he speaks now about FFP, uh, we need to spend, but spend wisely. Um, I think this summer could see a difference because I, I suspect there's going to be some major, major movement on sponsors, which will make a whole lot of difference in, in, in the financial thing. Uh, but I, I, no, I don't think we missed a trick. I think they just uh, were careful, uh, is how I would uh, look at it. And, uh, and I'm glad they were because they've been right so far. Stu, bit of criticism, um, you know, you know, is always going to come Newcastle's way. Um, if, if you know, if this goal scoring drought, I guess, continues, you know, people up front not getting goals. I mean, Wilson got one, first one in, you know, in, in double figures really last week, and then he's out injured. Isaac, not, you know, six, sixty million pound plus spent on him, but you know, he's, you know, he's been injured, hasn't he? It, it, it is difficult to criticise the guy. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he, you know, he's not had an opportunity to play in the full team. What, 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 what's your views? Did we miss a trick not bringing another striker in? Yes and no. That's the the very difficult to get top quality strikers, aren't they? So, uh, in a way, I can understand why if the the ones that were critical of Chris Wood, you, you, that's the marker you're paying, isn't it? For someone who then's going to just get lambasted for not being good enough anyway and on a high wage, hard to ship out. So if, if they can't get it, then they'll wait. They've shown with Botman, they've shown with Gordon, they're willing to wait an extra window to, to get the person that they've already identified. And I think anyhow, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of him, but the way it appears to me is that he prefers to start with Wilson. It's tried and tested. He knows what he gets. Wilson will... So basically, softens up the defence for Isaac to come on. And yesterday, the Bournemouth stadium, it's a tight, compact stadium, isn't it? The, the pitch is smaller as well. And you imagine someone like uh, Isaac on a big pitch like Wembley, uh, if Wilson is not fit. 
you know, and say, give them license to roam there. The, the spaces you create against people like Harry Maguire, that it's, it's exciting and it's just to think what he can do. So, yeah, he, he didn't have a good game yesterday, but as I said earlier, none of them did. Not one person can hold their hands up and say, I played well today. Uh, and that's something we just have to, to suck it up. You know, we're not going to win every game. We're not going to win every game three or four nil. And with Isaac, he's a quality player. So I, I don't understand that for him, gets, he's, he's more than quality. He's probably one of the best forwards we've had in a long, long time, to be honest. And he needs a run in the team. Um, and he'll, he'll show his worth. Absolutely, he'll show his worth. We've already had, we've already had glimpses of it. Uh, and if you look at his goals per minute ratio, it's up there with the best of them in the league anyway. You know, so get him playing against Liverpool next week. He likes them. Score against them. They've they've got a their their troubles in midfield, same as ours is. If you look at the injuries, but I think with the home crowd and everything else, we'll, we'll be we'll have too much for Liverpool. This could be where Isaac can start. Uh, so I, I've got no worries about uh, field Nizak if Wilson's injury is a bit longer than hoped. You know, ideally I think he'd be fit and plays. But if, he's, if there's any doubt that he might not make Wembley, then you start Isaac against um, Liverpool and rest Wilson. He, he needs resting, as uh, Mitch has pointed out there, with his uh, marshmallow legs and everything else. You know, was it licorice ligaments and marshmallow licorice muscles? ligaments, marshmallow muscles? Are. So he, he does need wrapped in cotton wool, uh, and he, we've got Isaac. You know, I don't understand why after one poor performance, then you know, all of a sudden he's not good enough. It, it's it's ridiculous how how far people go. There's there's no common line is it? it it goes to straight to the extremes we've got St Maxman who's who can play in that role they can play with a Falstein and they've got Gordon that can play there and I'm sure Gordon will play a, a bigger role next week anyway but the whole idea is, is to blend them in over a period of games but if injuries uh, say he has to play them play them you know but I, I don't see any issues being uh, Isaac and, and I think he'll he can score why, why can't he get a double figures that's only another, what, well, he scored three now, is he? So it's only another seven in 15, 16 games. He's more than capable of that. Absolutely, he's capable of that. And we will start creating the chances, and we are creating chances, but just not putting away. There's one team going to get a hell of a hiding, and I hope it's in the next two or three weeks. Well, two weeks especially. Yep, Ferdinand uh, says, we conceded the same goal as we did against West Ham, and the back four take too much on uh, the ball before releasing it. Nearly cost us no point. Uh, nearly cost us no points in the dying minutes when Byrne got robbed of the ball. Yeah, a few people switched off, uh, Mitch. That, 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 that was the problem, I guess. But, um, yeah, lots of people want to talk about uh, different things in the chat. Um, I, I just want to push on to this with you, Mitch. And, again, it's, it's positional. Do the lads think we need a proper left-back uh, left back now? This was interesting from how, Mitch? Because he, in his press conference, Lee Ryder, and I, I often say Lee Ryder doesn't get an opportunity to ask any uh, serious questions, but he got asked. He got asked. He managed to ask Eddie how a pretty serious one at the weekend, and he just said, "Do you see Dan Byrne as a left back now, or do you see him as a centre back out of position?" And he said, mm-hmm. "Oh, I see him as a left back, very much as a left back." And I was shocked at that because, you know, ultimately what's happened here at any level of football, you know, whether it's Sunday League, Saturday League, you know, Premier League, whatever it is, this happens. You you find your left back is out injured or ill. They have to take a they have to take a seat on the on the sidelines for for a week or so. <coughs> somebody to fill in. 
So you get another defender, a right back or a centre half to go and fill in that position. He goes and does that. Your mindset as a manager is if you win the game and you win it well, you don't really want to change the team. Mm. So you leave that player in for the following week. Your mindset as a manager, and I'm speaking from experience, is that you probably then say, right, okay, I'll be able to make that change when we get beat. The problem is, we haven't been beaten for 17 games. So he's not been able to make that change. And that back four and goalkeeper have played really well together. Despite mm-hmm. the fact that Dan Burns is centre-half, he's not a left-back, for me anyway. But Eddie Howe clearly now is saying yes, uh, at the press conference on Friday that we've trained him as a left-back and are now seeing him as a left-back, um, which I find a bit bizarre. But, you know, do you think we need another left-back in? Paul Dummett signed for an extra year. He sits, sits on the bench, doesn't get a game. Matt Togan isn't fully fit, so he won't be back for the cup final, I wouldn't have thought. But what's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I was told that he... he... He liked the look of the young lad we got off Norwich and was hoping he would break through this season and he hasn't. Um, I think that was possibly the original thought at left back that we had enough options. Um, a personal experience, that's how I ended up playing more games at left back than I did right back because the left back broke his leg and I ended up being a fill in there and never got dropped. Uh, it, it, it does happen. Um, but that is an interesting comment from Eddie Howe that that's the way he views him. But I think it's also worth pointing out, didn't he play more premiership games for Brighton at left-back than he did at centre-back too? Yeah. I think yeah. I'd have to look at the stats for that, but somebody will tell me. Um, he certainly has never been a pure uh, centre-back in terms of his career at the top flight. I, you know, in a money and everything else new object world, I would dearly love a carbon copy of Trippier at left-back. That would make we're very complete, I think. Um, and I think Byrne probably gets away with a little bit more because he's one of our own. Although that never really was afforded to Dummett uh, to the same level. Um, so do we need one? I think we've got to ship people first. Um and I think it, it's got to be a place we've got to look at in terms of, well, we, sh- we should be again. It's that we are allowed now to look at our squad and look at our team and say, right, where could we be better? You know, it, it's why, why people are, are having a little pop with Isaac for his performance yesterday. Um, I think he set himself a high bar with that opening game against Liverpool. Yeah. And as Stu quite rightly pointed out, he's got three goals now and how many starts. With 15, 16 games to go, he could quite easily hit double figures. He just didn't have the best of games yesterday. Um, and, and again, as you've all pointed out, we don't have the squad depth to have five, six or seven people having an off day together. Because again, that's pretty much what we had. And we still managed to scrape a point out of it. Um, and Burn looked knackered at the end, I must admit. And... Um, if there was a way to give him a break, it may come. But if how feels he is now the first name on the team sheet for left left full, but we've got to roll with it. Yeah, it's definitely a strange yeah. one, Stu, isn't it? To you know to hear him say that. But I, I haven't seen the stats of how many games he played. But I automatically believed he was a centre half. I mean, he was playing alongside Dunk at, at Brighton, wasn't he? And I'm, I'm pretty sure that was centre half. Yeah, but. I think when we signed Burn, he, he wasn't one of the ones that got the pulses racing initially, but he's 
he's won us over with his commitment, yeah. his attitude, his endeavour. Uh, but if, if you take the fact that he's a local lad out of it, and it's great when he excels, like when he, when he scored the goal and, and how committed he is to us, it's, it's fabulous. And this is what we need in the squad. But that's the key word to me. He's a squad player. And there's a few in that team that are squad players. And I've championed Newcastle side in Kieran Tierney for this and ever since we got taken over because he would compliment Trippier on the right, uh, on the left side to know what Trippier is on the right side. Uh, and he's not getting a game for Arsenal. So that that's who I'd like to see be playing left-back. And he is a proper left-back. Uh, and, and you've got someone like Byrne as cover, then you know you've got a quality uh, defender covering two positions. Uh, and that actually frees up an extra space in the squad. You know, we, we know that there's a few people in that squad and it's great that we're loyal to them and everything else, but to progress, sometimes you have to stop being loyal and you've got to move forward uh, and you've got to increase the quality. So if you're bringing players in and you think these are better and they will give more to this club than what we've currently got, that's the players that we're looking for. And that's why we're not signing a centre-forward for the sake of signing a centre-forward. There have to be an improvement of what we've got because if not, we're just going to go around in circles and fall into the, the Everton uh, category and just throw money at people, you know, and, and just, just to try and get someone. So the, it's our targets, it shrinks because when you've got a team that's sitting fourth, to add to that, you need to get the right person and that right person is going to be either playing very well in a team equally as good as us or he's going to be the star player in a team below us. And to try and prize that away mid-season is going to be very, very difficult. So I expect, as George said, that there'll be a lot of incomings and there'll be a lot of outgoings in the summer. And again, this is what's been referred to in the past is you can only have a 25-man squad, so you've got to get rid of some of the, uh, it's wrong to say dead wood, but let's say the ones that aren't going to be taking us further forward. We all know who they are without seeing the names. And then the people that are in the team now, I think if we start next season... I think you could only say there'll be about six that you would say would definitely be starting next next season. And there's another five positions that are up for a room for improvement in. And, and I'm sure we will improve those, those positions. George, left back, do we need a new one? Um, I don't think we'd do any harm to have another one. Um, mind, if we, do we need another Scotsman in the team? God. No, what a good choice he would be. You're absolutely right, Stu. He he would be a fantastic choice. Um, But speaking as somebody who, right up the county level, played centre-half. Now, when I went to Newcastle United, you're not big enough to be centre-half, you're a left-back. And that's how my uh, progress changed dramatically. And they were absolutely right. You know, there's no doubt about that. Um, So, um, no, I I think... uh, Dan, the, the only thing I'd say about Dan Byrne yesterday is, and, and, and other times, he always has, uh, in my view, a, a struggle when ESM's in front of him. I mean, I remember um, an Eddie Howe interview where he was trying to praise Chris Chris Wood when people had been criticising Chris Wood. And then he talked about Chris Wood being a fantastic tactician on the, to have on the field. And, it, and one of the things he said was, was I know fine well if ESM doesn't get back the cover, Dan Byrne, Chris Wood will. And I thought, well, what a thing to say about your centre forward. But if you watch, it was absolutely true. Um, so, you know, um, 
But there's no doubt Bournemouth targeted Chris Wood yesterday. Uh, that long ball down the right side. Dan Vernon. Dan Um That right ball down that uh, right side all the time was going up over the top of him and he was having to turn and, and go for it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's an argument that says we, we, we sh- we've got to look at it. But the, as the lads have just said, there's an argument to look at one or two places if we're going to make progress. And uh, left back uh, could just be one of them. But I, 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 I think the value of Dan Byrne is his heart and his commitment to the club uh, and to the team. Uh, and also the, together, the togetherness of that back five, which incidentally still have the best goals against Colin in the, in the Premiership, um, is, is, is important. And I, I don't think we should throw that away um, willy-nilly. Um, but, yeah, let, let's look at that back in the summer if, if uh, how he thinks he needs one. Yeah. Uh, ASM, George, um, I felt that was one of his better games yesterday. Um, he went off injured, uh, but I, I did feel it was a, a, a better game. And I know we've, we've played uh, um, Dan Byrne a little bit today. You know, it, it wasn't the best of games, but he has got that problem that he... He's playing with the SM on that left-hand side, and the yeah. SM's natural, you know, natural, you know, feeling is to bomb on and push forward. Well, and isn't, that what, I, isn't that what we bought him for? <laughs> exactly. I genuinely feel he, he was making an effort to track back yesterday. I just felt that Bournemouth were just lobbing the ball over the top of him and just aiming at that. But at Burn, yeah. you know, it was it was a hard game. But yeah, look, ESM, we, we, we have a, we have a pop at him plenty of times on here. I, I thought there was a lot more positives yesterday, and it was I was I was good to the same go off to be honest. Well, if, if if it was hard to look for a man of the match yesterday, and, he, and if you were looking for one, he wasn't going to be far away, was he? He was he was he was busy. He had one or two uh, good runs that could have produced more, uh, just so that people weren't switched on when he played balls through. No, I, I agree with you. He had he had a better a better start yesterday, and uh, um, the only thing disappointing thing was I, I was still like you when I seen it on the telly later on. Struggling to see what the hell was wrong with him when he went off, you know he was he was certainly making a meal of it. And if if the other lads are injured, and, and as somebody said on the strap before, if they need any white tape, they'll have to go to go to go to, go to ASM's house because he's got it all on his legs and arms. Um, you know it, uh, but he was he was better yesterday. I, I I quite agree. But at the end of the day, as I just said, if if bombing forward and frightening defenders. Is what he does. Isn't that what we're bought him for? Isn't that why he's there? Um, so it it it's not just him. It, it's up to the rest, to, up to the coaches and the rest to try and make sure that he gets that opportunity. In my view, it isn't. It's all about him. Uh, and if he is trying to fit into this uh, um, uh, mantra of track back and all the rest of it, well, good on him uh, because that's the only way he's going to survive. That's for sure. Um, you know, in terms of being. Just an out and out attacker. He's 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 cards marked. He's going he's going to have to come come back by the look of it. But uh, yeah, he was he was better yesterday. But uh, um, who knows what the what the injuries are that that, that people have, and, and that might throw something up as well. But uh, I did I was like you a little bit bemused at the fuss he was making when he went when he went off. It was a much ado about nothing as far as I was concerned. 
Stu, um, I mean, his half-time report was he could do better, I think, uh, after the first part of the season. But yeah, is he doing a bit better now, do you think? I mean, he's, you know, Eddie Howe keeps saying he's he's now back to full fitness and we're seeing we're seeing what we need to see from him, you know, but he can do better here, do better there. But I, I genuinely think it was one of his better performances yesterday. Uh, well, the, <laughs> the, his performance yesterday was an improvement of what we've seen previously. Uh, like if you compare it to the West Ham game, yes, he was better. Yeah. Uh, but the window of opportunity that Eddie Howe mentioned that he had, has he done enough for me to be a starter? Has he done enough to be a starter in the team? Not for me, he hasn't. I think once the cup final's out of the way and Gordon's bedded in, I think that role's nailed on for him, for Anthony Gordon to be playing in that role. Uh, I want to be proved wrong. I want ASM to become his mercurial best and with a big game... Coming up next week, it could just he likes playing against the the what he sees as the top teams. He proved that against Man City. But if you take the Man City game out, when else has he had an absolutely stomping game for us this season? I can't think of another game apart from the Man City where he's played really, really well. Uh, and the, you get the comparisons uh, because he's French to Ginola or Ben Arthur. Well, his end products nowhere near what those two were. He's got no. all the talent in the world, the ASM. He really has. Uh, and I just want it to click for us. And if his application on the pitch and his end product and his performances on the pitch were a quarter of how good his social media team is, then we'd have a will be We'd have a genuine, genuine will be You know, the, you can only talk the talk for so long before we have to start walking the walk and saying the right things and putting sound bites out and stuff like that. The Castle fans want to see it on the pitch. Uh, and the frustrating part with the SM is we all know how good he can be, but it needs to be consistent. So I really hope next week he takes the bull by the horns uh, and he could have Trent Alexander-Arnold on toast if he really wanted to, uh, because he's not really that good a defender. And if, if, he, if he does what he does against Man City, instead of cutting inside all the time. He did that yesterday, didn't he? Even the commentator said, well, he took the scenic route there. He went right away across the pitch and I actually thought of Super Mac probably pulling his hair out, shouting, screaming, because he uh, refers to it quite a lot, doesn't he? But uh, if he starts hitting the byline and mixing up his attack, he's got this quickness in his feet to bamboozle just about any defender he wants. So hopefully this week he, he gets told early doors. He's starting. We're told he had a window of opportunity. This is the third game. Go and play yourself into this cup final team. And there might actually just be a space in that team now if Joe Willick is carrying a hamstring. So you just have to organise things. The place is there. It's up for grabs. He was told that. And I just pray he takes the opportunity that's coming this this weekend. Uh, and he's, he's he's on fire against Liverpool because an on-fire St. Maximum is going to give us three points. Yeah, just seeing the league table there, uh, Manchester United in the second place behind Arsenal, a point ahead of Man City, who now kick off their game against Aston Villa live on Sky Newcastle in fourth place, 41 points, a game in hand on Tottenham, two points ahead and a far superior goal difference. Uh, Janola hit seven goals and about 12 assists in two seasons. This is a debate we've had before, Mitch, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get into to all of that. I mean, there's a, a few of our French players over the years who uh, have probably fallen into the same category as uh, ESM, uh, Lauren Robin, uh, of course, Ben Arthur. But look, from my from my point of view, I thought he had a better game, Mitch. What was your what was your take on it? Can't disagree. He certainly looked better yesterday. 
Um, I just wish I had a penny for every conversation me and had. Stu, we've had in the last two or three years. Yeah. Let's start with the words. I would like to be proved wrong, but <laughs> when it comes to ASM, um, he's frustrating. He's polarizing. Um, we all want him to succeed because if he's doing well and playing like he did against Man City every week, aren't we going to be flying? And we know it's in there. And he's becoming a very difficult padlock to unlock, you know? So how do we get that out of him more and more? Um, And when he goes off with with the injury he went off with yesterday, I often worry about non-contact injuries like that, but it wasn't one of these ones where you can see as he landed, the knee went in a direction it's not supposed to go in or something like that. So you would think it shouldn't be too bad. Uh, He's obviously nipped something on the landing, I think. Um, but yeah, he's going to frustrate, he's going to cause differences of opinion. These kind of players always do. All I ask is, is when you're given the chance, try and grasp it with both hands. And certainly giving them another run was the right thing to do, in my opinion. Um, I don't think it sends the right message to pull him after a single game unless he had an absolute stinker. Um, But secondly, he did look like he wanted to make the most of it. And he, he... he in flashes look quite uh, quite good, but again in flashes, and we need that constantly. We need the, 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 the it's the consistency that frustrates me, or the lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I okay. mean the, the the goal he scored the goal he scored against Wolves that volley. That goal of the season. Goal of the season. Yeah. Well, we've not seen that again. Yeah, what if, 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 he's, if he's gonna. As Neil says, consistency means that we should be seeing that at least three or four times a season, not once a season. Yeah, exactly. I would agree with you 100%. Okay, uh, as uh, as you know, we do have um, an intermittent uh, series on uh, the professionals. Uh, I found another one, lads. <laughs> four. Class act, buddy. There he is. Lazio fan, is he? Yeah. Unbelievable, Jeff. So uh, thanks to Simon for sending that in. Uh, Yeah, I I don't forget about these things. It's only if somebody sends us a photo. If you can find Mike Tyson in a football top uh, or soccer top, as he will call it, send it in. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks to the moderator. Steve, can I I have a quick comeback on something Stu said about the pitch at Wembley? Yeah. In 1950s, Stan Seymour made sure that the pitch at St James's Park was the exact same dimensions as the pitch at Wembley Stadium. And that stayed the same until when we got Big Sam. And he used to move the lines depending on who we were playing. I mean, there were some stupid occasions when the touchline was at least a metre from where it, where it used to be. But however, it went back there. And my understanding is it's back to where it should be, the same size as Wembley Stadium. There we go. It was worth the interruption, George. Worth the interruption. Bad Blood <laughs> Podcast says if Mike Tyson wants to support 78 teams, then who's going to argue? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Lee. Uh, we'll finish the show because Man City's going to kick off against Aston Villa. Enjoy it. I'm back six o'clock tomorrow night uh, with uh, the fans forum. So if you want to come on and have your say tomorrow night's the night to do it. Take care, lads. See you later. Good to see you, lads. Thanks, everyone. Bye.